When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. This seems like the right spot to unpack something horrific from my childhood. Sorry if you find otherwise. When I was around six or seven, we were on vacation at South Padre Island in Texas, on the Port Isabel side. We had stopped at a Dollar General, located at a strip mall, for snacks and beach toys. I remember going around the corner of the shops towards the back. It was only a few seconds, maybe 30, a minute tops. I just wandered off while my family loaded up bags of snacks and drinks. I distinctly remember there was a brown-colored van with sliding doors that pulled up right in front of me. The sliding portion opens up, and I see at least three figures inside, two of them obviously men, one driving, one opening the sliding door. In English, this is important because my family speaks Spanish, but I spoke English at the time. One of the men, I can't remember which one, said something along the lines of, Hey kid, your mom is looking for you. We can take you to her. Come on, we're going to take you to your family. They're looking for you. A tiny bit of me at first was like, Oh no, maybe my mom is looking for me. Because she was always super extra and would freak out if I wasn't around her for a minute. I believed that she might indeed be looking for me. But then, even as a kid... I was able to put two and two together. My mom doesn't even speak English. These guys came out of nowhere, super quickly. I've only been gone from my family for about a minute, and they came the opposite way from where my family was. Not to mention, the creepy van they were in. Yeah, they were trying to kidnap me. So I turned, and hightailed it right back to my family. Never saw that brown van again. I told my mom and dad what had happened, but because they couldn't see anybody in the parking lot, certainly no van, I don't think they truly believed what was going on or what was close to happening. While to this day, I remember everything about this situation. If I were to ever bring this up to my parents, they tend to roll their eyes and look at me as if I'm embellishing or telling flat out lies. I know what happened though. I'm glad that even at seven years old, I had the instincts to not fully believe a car full of strangers. Who knows where I'd be now if I didn't. If there's a lesson here, I guess it's to keep your loved ones, especially if they're young, around you always. Like I said, this took place over the span of a single minute. A single minute that could have changed my and my family's lives forever. Two years ago, I moved to the UK for university. As I always wanted to come here, 
and get away from my parents as the situation at home had begun to become too toxic for me. In the first year at uni, I moved into a student accommodation and met some really great people. It was a good year. I met my boyfriend, who I'm still with, and was just enjoying my time away from my family and discovering what independence really meant. Anyway, as the second year came, I decided with some friends to move into a house rented by student accommodations. At least we had our own house now, and we weren't restricted as much with noise and parties as we were living in a small shared flat like in the first year. Note, I had a ground floor room, and my window looked out into a very small backyard in which I would go smoke every day, as I'm a smoker. There was also a thin wooden gate leading to the other side of the street, pretty much where you would leave your trash bins. The gate could only be closed and locked from inside the backyard, but since it was an old gate, we had to attach some strings to it in order to keep it closed for good. We had neighbors on each side of the house, so we were surrounded by families and some other student accommodations. The neighbors on the right of us were five guys who looked way over the age of being in university. They were odd, to say the least. I met one of them outside of our house one day because of a police intervention due to one of his flatmates attacking him and the others with a kitchen knife and burning their kitchen down. I heard some screams, so I went outside with my flatmates, and that's where we saw the guy, bruised and bloody, covered in cuts everywhere, and a wound on his head inflicted by the kitchen knife. Me and my flatmates didn't know what to do, so we offered him our help. To clean himself up, we gave him an old t-shirt to change out of his bloody clothes. We then saw the guy who had hurt the roommates being escorted out by the police into a van, and driven off to be arrested. I don't know anything more about that story. The police didn't really tell us anything. Anyway, the guy who we helped was quite weird. He said a lot of odd things, was overly grabby, and kept trying to flirt with me. We noticed when helping him that he smelled like weed, but we didn't really care at the moment. We just wanted to make sure he was okay. Fast forward a little while. I would go to uni come back home and see him quite often right outside of his house. I never said a word to him again, but one day he came up to me in the street while I went to the corner shop and attempted to start up a really odd conversation with me. This was something that I wasn't truly comfortable with, so I didn't respond. He then takes a moment and says, oh that's okay, I'll just wait in front of your house then, we can talk later. I was thoroughly creeped out, although I did think he was just joking. So I bought my drink at the shop and began to head back home. As I turned onto the street where my house was, I saw him with his flatmate sitting on my doorstep, obviously waiting for me. I panicked, went back to the corner store, and called my only guy roommate to ask him to open the door and to get them to go away. But of course, he wasn't home, and no one else was either so I had to wait it out. After about an hour, they left. I then sprinted back home and locked the front door immediately. Another note, my front door had a glass panel on it where you would be able to kind of make out who was standing in front of it. After this already pretty scary encounter, I just tried to avoid the guy, and I was pretty successful for a while. But then one day, as I went smoking in the backyard, 
I noticed that the wooden gate, which is always closed, was open, and the strings that we put there to keep it closed had been cut off. For whatever reason, I didn't think much of it. I just closed the gate again, put a new string on it, thinking it was one of my roommates who took the bins out and just didn't tie it back. The weird neighbors would very often scream, yell, and fight in their house. It would wake me and my flatmates up in the middle of the night, but I guess we kind of got used to it after a while. One evening, though, my boyfriend had slept over like he usually did, and he, someone who's a very heavy sleeper and never wakes up due to noises, woke up in the middle of the night because of a bang and some whispering he heard. I was sound asleep, so he very silently woke me up, and we both just waited in the dark and listened for any other noises. Suddenly, we heard a loud wooden bang and footsteps next to my window. We both froze, and then we began to hear the door leading to the backyard being shaken softly, as if someone were trying to get inside. Just as soon as it started, it stopped. Silence. Luckily, we had the curtains closed, so whoever was outside couldn't see in, but we were ready to get dressed and get the hell out of the room if they came in through the window. Almost on cue, the window begins to rattle. It starts to move, and it's freed from its hinges. We hear a man's voice outside saying something in a different language, although we didn't understand it, and to be honest, we weren't really trying to either. My boyfriend and I shot up out of bed, grabbed our phones, clothes, and ran out of the room, out of the house. I then called all my roommates, told them to lock themselves in their rooms, and then we called the police, who luckily arrived in less than five minutes. I don't remember anything after the police came. I guarantee both my boyfriend and I were in shock. They ended up catching one guy, our neighbor. The other fled and was later found a few streets up. The police told us they made entry into their house and found a lot of meth and heroin and that they were carrying massive kitchen knives with them. I was so confused, as I'd never done anything to offend any of our neighbors, so the idea of them breaking in with God knows what intentions terrorized me and my boyfriend. The two guys ended up being arrested, and one of them was put in prison for a couple of years for carrying a weapon with intent to harm. I never heard anything else from the police, and I moved back home a few months later, as I was so scared and it tormented me for months on end, not knowing what would have happened if my boyfriend didn't wake up. I'm now still coping with it, and finding it really tough to get over, always asking myself, what if? I now very often wake up because of the slightest of noises, and get horrible nightmares because of it. But hey, at least I'm still with my boyfriend, and this isn't something that I went through alone. This is a relatively short encounter, but I wanted to share my experience in the event that it helps anybody. I feel like a lot of people get really comfortable in their surroundings, especially when they're off at school, but there's never a time where you should let your guard all the way down. This happened to me early day, pretty much in broad daylight. I entered the student parking lot at my college campus. As I got out of my car, 
I see a man standing a few cars away. I start walking in the general direction I have to go. And the man says, Hey, remember me? I said, No, I don't. With a big smile, he replies, I remember you from high school. We were in Miss Smith's class together. I never had a Miss Smith in high school, and I damn sure would have remembered this guy if he were in my class, since me and my classmates had been together for the entire four years of high school. So I said, no, sorry, I have to go. Then he asked what high school I went to. Red flag there as well. I make up some high school name because I'm certainly not giving this man any of my information. Again, he says, I swear, I know you. Again, I say, nope, sorry, I don't recognize you. He then asked me for a ride to his class, and that it starts at 9.15. My college classes started on the hour, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., etc. All my inner warning lights are going off. I'm getting weirded out by the second. And I say, I'm sorry, I can't. I have to go to class. As I walk away, he says out loud, I guess I can't pull the wool over your eyes. This was an odd and unexpected interaction, and I couldn't help but feel like I dodged a bullet, even in the immediate moments of me walking away. But as the minutes and hours pass, putting distance in between me and this experience, the memory sort of fades. Until a week later, the college campus newsletter comes out, and it says that a man robbed a student at knife point. The student had given a ride to his assailant, and the student had been asked the exact same questions by the man. Safe to say, he didn't go to high school with any of us. But ultimately, he found somebody that did believe his lie and paid the price. Luckily, it was with a cell phone, a couple dollars, and a prepaid dining hall card. Much better than the alternative. Stay safe, everybody.